You're listening to the Faith Roots Audio Podcast with Pastor Willie George. You can watch the full video version of this episode and join the conversation with your comments on the Faith Roots YouTube channel. Simply search Faith Roots on YouTube and be sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Now, here's Pastor Willie George with today's message. Hello, I'm Willie George. I want to welcome you to the Faith Roots Podcast. We're beginning a study called Rivers of Living Water, and it's based on the promise that Jesus made in the Gospel of John, chapter 7. Now, before I get into this teaching today, I want to uh, make you aware of the fact that uh, we do receive contributions. We do not charge for this podcast. It's absolutely free. We want it to go to as many people as possible. But if you would like to help with the expense of the podcast with a free will offering, you can go to my website, which is myfaithroots.com. And on that website, you'll see a link for giving, and you can give, and it is, of course, tax deductible, and it'll go toward offsetting the expense of us putting this together. And I might add, there's another project also that you will be supporting, and that is I do retreats for pastors all over America. I bring them to our ranch. And I take the time to teach them the things that I believe made me successful in 50 years of ministry. Some of those pastors come from very small churches, need a great deal of help, so we scholarship them. So you're helping both me do this and me reach pastors with your generous contribution to MyFaithRoots.com. So I just want to thank you for that before we get begin. There was a very happy, happy feast time in Israel every year, the happiest, most joyous occasion, and it is uh, the Feast of Tabernacles, which occurs in the fall of the year. Uh, It is a seven-day feast with an eighth day on the end called Simhat Torah. And Simhat Torah means the rejoicing of the Torah, and it was considered to be the happiest, most festive day of uh, the whole year for the Jewish people, and especially when they occupied the land. In John 7, 39, Jesus said, He who believes in me, as the Scripture has said, out of his heart, now your King James says out of his belly, but uh, 400 years ago when the King James was translated, heart and belly meant roughly the same thing. Out of his heart shall flow rivers of living water. Now it's curious because in temple times, The way that they celebrated this is that they would send people with pitchers all the way down to the lowest point of the city, which was the Pool of Siloam. The Pool of Siloam was filled with water that came from the Gihon Spring. The Gihon Spring is the spring that uh, originates from beneath the Temple Mount. So this water is considered to be holy because it's the only place on earth where God put his presence in those days. And so this water was uh, sometimes called living water. And so they would go down and fill their pitchers with water at the pool of Siloam. Now the word Siloam means sent, like in you being sent somewhere. And so there is a, a huge significance to that name. Because you are not sent empty-handed, you are not sent without refreshing, you are sent with an amazing source of strength, and it is the living water. So we see Christ sending out His people 
with this living water. It's uh, what the purpose of all this is. Matthew chapter 10, verse 1, When he had called his twelve disciples to him, he gave them power over unclean spirits to cast them out and to heal all kinds of sickness and all kinds of disease. He never sent anyone out without first giving them resources. All right, let's go to Mark chapter 3, verses 14 and 15. And he ordained 12 that they should be with him and that he might send them forth to preach and to have power to heal sicknesses and to cast out devils. Mark chapter 6, verse 7. And he called unto him the twelve, and began to send them forth by two and two, and gave them power over unclean spirits. And verse 13 says, And they anointed many with oil that were sick, and healed them. Here's Luke chapter 10, verses 1 and verse 9. After these things the Lord appointed other seventy also, sent them two and two before his face into every city, where he himself would come, and he said to them, Heal the sick that are therein. So you see that if he sent someone, he sent them out with power. And the seventy returned again with joy, saying, Lord, even the demons are subject unto us through your name. So they went out with power. Acts 1.8, he said this, But you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit <clears throat> has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses to me, in Jerusalem, in all Judea, and Samaria, and to the end of the earth. So the power of God, the anointing of the Holy Spirit, is given to those that are sent. Now on this day called Simhat Torah, these believers who went down to the bottom of the city of Jerusalem, to the lowest point, to the Pool of Siloam, didn't just collect a pitcher of water, but they would begin the journey to go all the way up to the top, hundreds of steps, to the Temple Mount. And that, that was their destination, was to come before the presence of the Lord. But they were climbing from the lowest place up the steps, but as they would go, they would pause periodically and pour out a little bit of water onto the steps they were walking on. And they would still have enough left at the top to pour out much, but they poured out a little the whole trip up. The idea is that they had been given power, they were sent, they were equipped to carry a message, they went to the lowest parts, but in the lowest part of the city where the suffering symbolically would be the worst, where things were the darkest, the power of God was there, met them there, and equipped them there. And so they came to the top, and when they got to the top, they rejoiced. In fact, they didn't just rejoice when they got to the top. They rejoiced every step of the way, so that it was said among the Jews of that time of the temple era when this ceremony was observed, if you've not seen the rejoicing of Simhat Torah in this water-pouring ceremony, you haven't seen rejoicing. And so it was a very, very important day, highly significant day. Now, <clears throat> this is a promise related to water. And interestingly, it is the second promise that is related to water. So I want to turn you now 
to John's Gospel chapter 4, and I want you to see that there is a difference between the well of water and the rivers of living water. Now, when Jesus ministered to a woman from Samaria who was of a dubious reputation, he talked to her about having living water. And he said to her in John 4.10, if you knew the gift of God and who it is who says to you, give me a drink, you would have asked him and he would have given you living water. And that's what Jesus compares the life of God to, living water. Well, the woman said to him, John 4.11, Sir, you have nothing to draw with, and the well is deep. Where then do you get that living water? Are you greater than our father Jacob, who gave us the well and drank from it himself, as well as his sons and his livestock? Jesus answered and said to her, Whoever drinks of this water will thirst again. But whoever drinks of the water that I shall give him will never thirst. But the water that I shall give him will become in him a fountain of water springing up into everlasting life. Now, this well is a picture of our personal salvation. A well is something that can be owned personally. Abraham personally owned a number of wells. Now, rivers are a totally different matter. In the scriptures, it is not said that someone owns rivers, but there is plenty of evidence to suggest that people own wells, and we see it today. People own water wells, but you don't see people owning rivers. Rivers are for the public, but the wells are for private. So the first experience with the Spirit of God and with the life of God is the eternal life that is put into your spirit by a work of the Holy Spirit to give you eternal life. And Jesus compared the well to what the Holy Spirit was going to do in us. He's going to give us a well of living water. But not long after that, he makes a totally different promise. And he's talking to a totally different group of people. Now, let me explain. The Samaritan woman was lost. The Samaritan woman was in confusion. She was a part of a group of people who had some very false beliefs about the Messiah. Jesus even said to her in his conversation that she did not know what she was talking about. He said, salvation is of the Jews. All right? Here is Jesus in a feast with the Jews, and he says in John seven thirty seven, on the last day, that great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried out, saying, If anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. He who believes in me, as the Scripture has said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. Verse 39. But this he spoke concerning the Spirit, whom those believing in him would receive. For the Holy Spirit was not yet given because Jesus was not yet glorified. Now pay attention to verse 39 very carefully. But this he spoke concerning the Spirit whom those believing in him. The Holy Spirit in this instance is given to someone who already believes in him. And so there's a difference between this passage and the symbolism in John 4. 
In John 4, he is talking about a well of eternal life. He is talking about people being saved. That cannot happen without the Holy Spirit. But now he's talking about an equipping flow of the Holy Spirit. Enough power that you can share with others that there is an unlimited supply. Your little well uh, might struggle to feed or to refresh a city, but a river is a totally different matter. But this he spoke concerning the Spirit, whom those believing in him would receive, for the Holy Spirit was not yet given, because Jesus was not yet glorified. He's talking about a second work of God here. Now, when we read through the book of Acts and we see when the, the apostles went out and even the deacons talking about Philip who went out to preach, when they were preaching to people the first time who knew nothing about Christ, they were preaching to introduce people to Christ. This passage in John seven thirty seven through 39 is not talking about the relationship with Christ. It's talking about the relationship with the Holy Spirit. They did not lead with the message of the Holy Spirit. Yes, they did preach the baptism in the Holy Spirit, but the first and most important thing to people who had never heard is to lead them to a relationship with Christ. That is a well of living water. But then, once you know Christ... There is a second experience. John makes it very clear here. It's for those who believe in him, and it is rivers of living water. And so you see there are two totally different experiences with the Holy Spirit. One for your personal salvation, and one for the ministry that we all have, where we are sent to others. And that's what you see in John chapter 7. It's all the time we have for today, but I pray that you'll go back and study these passages, John 4 and John 7, 37, 38, 39. It'll be very helpful to you. See you tomorrow. I want to thank you for watching our podcast today. And if you really liked it, would you please give us a little thumbs up by clicking on that sign down below? And then I would encourage you to subscribe to our channel so you don't miss any of our future podcasts because they're all going to be good. And if you would like to support us financially, either with a one-time gift or recurring gift, you can do that by clicking on the link below or going to myfaithroots.com. Thank you so much for watching this program. We hope this message has been a blessing to you. Ratings and reviews help us reach more people. So take a moment to leave a review on your podcast app and consider sharing an episode with a friend or family member that needs to be built up and encouraged in the Lord today. Thank you for listening.